What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative M Projects, a 501c3 nonprofit organization helping to develop young artists from the inside out. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie. And today we have a feature that is bringing the heat from the Los Angeles area, y'all. Oh, my goodness. This woman right here is a powerhouse, okay? Credits include, we're just going to name a few because there's a lot. Currently starring on HBO's Room 104 is Raina Gold. Uh, she's the AXS TV's wild superhero is pro wrestlers Keita Rush and new untitled show on ABC. She also stars in the feature film is Amber LaRue before the thunder. Just a few of her commercial projects include Nike, Target, uh, Mucinex, Reeboks, Home Depot, Pepsi, Best Buy. Girl, we got to keep those coming. All right. She is the founder. I love this of Team Bully Buster, the first gym for women and children to learn self-defense, okay? Specializing in jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, boxing, and wrestling. It's also a nonprofit organization, whoop, whoop, bringing <laughs> awareness to the bullying issue that is currently plaguing society as well as teaching confidence, leadership skills, kindness. Listen, I could go on and on and on. Say hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What's up? <laughs> um, wait, one more thing, just to be clear. Yes. Kita. Kita. Yes, Kita, because we can't have people <laughs> saying it wrong. All right. <laughs> All right. So listen, Um. oh, my goodness. Where the heck shall we even begin? So you are in you're so many. You wear so many hats. You're an actress. Yes. Um. You are running things at this, you know, gym that you started, you know, among other things. How did you get into acting? Um, acting actually happened as a, as everything else in my life, just coincidentally. So after I got beat up and bullied, um, and I sued the school district for that situation, I moved school districts and I went to Redondo. And, um, when I went there, I was on an accelerated program to like graduate fast just to get out. Cause I had so much PTSD and, um, I had to choose either cooking. Um, I think it was like wood shop or acting. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to do wood. I don't want that in my nose and stuff. <laughs> and I already know how to cook. So we'll just go with acting, I guess. And um, they gave me a monologue and um, told me to come home tomorrow and, and perform it. And then that way they would know where to put me in the drama department because Redondo has a huge drama department. They put on plays all the time. And so when I did the monologue, um, it was, a it, the lady was crazy. She liked cheese. She was French. There was, there was a lot of ups and downs in the monologue and I hit all of them, I guess, just naturally. I just went in there and like did it and everyone started clapping and he was like, you're on the stage. That's where you're at. So for me, it felt so good, even in that little moment to play someone else and then to, to get like, uh, you know, it was, it was welcomed and, and enjoyed and I didn't have to be me. And I had so many issues at that point being me. So it was so much easier being someone else. And I was like, I want to be an actor. I want to play other people forever. <laughs> That's actually how it happened. Wow. I love yeah. that you said it was coincidental because it's interesting how things that seem coincidental are sometimes actually so like divine, like they're supposed yeah. to happen, even though we have no idea. Yeah. 
and you were a natural. And actually, that's how we met. We met doing yeah. some stuff. And I will never forget that because never. you were the most fit. I was just in, I was like in awe by their muscles, girl. Okay. You was playing a crackhead and you was the most fit crackhead I ever saw in my life. I was like, dang, if I could be a crackhead with muscles like that. Uh, I will never forget when we were doing like the character development um, with the, with the director. And he was like, okay, so you have the role, but you have this huge light when you, when you enter a room and we need to dim that light all the way down. I was like, oh. <laughs> and so that's actually how we got into, he was, he was actually a huge monumental part in my life. And I don't even know that he knows that, which is very, very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, you want me to tell that? Yeah. yeah. Go okay. for it. Okay. So when we were doing the character development, he was the, the character I was playing when I met Melissa was a pregnant, homeless crackhead. Mm-hmm um things that I don't really look like so we had to dim it and he uh, when we got into the conversation he was like I'm gonna ask you some really deep dark questions but I want you to be brutally honest because these are things that you can channel when you're on stage and tap into so that you're not so bright like you can tap into those dark parts have you ever been raped and I was like no thank god he was like have you ever been abused by somebody and I was like no thank god and he was like have you ever been molested or gone through domestic violence or anything like that. And I was like, Oh my God, no, like, <laughs> God, no. Um, but I, but I did recall, like, I, I guess I had suppressed it for so long that it wasn't even at the forefront of my files in my memory bank. And, um, I, I literally had a deep think and I remembered, Holy crap. I was actually brutalized in my freshman year in high school. And these girls, stopped me out. They made my life miserable. I wanted to die. I tried killing myself. I hated being mixed. I hated being light skinned. I hated having long hair. I hated myself. And then they beat the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. And when I told him that story, he was like, wait a minute, pause on the play. You, you went through what? Mm -hmm. And so when I told him, he was just like, sidebar you need to do something with your story like you have to do something with your story and I was like well, what do you do with this shitty story so to me that's all it was it was just something that happened to me that I just was screwed with mm -hmm. and um and that planted a seed actually so through the whole play focused on that but that seed never left and it started rooting and I was like what would I do like what do you do with your story tell it what's that gonna do Mm -hmm. So then I just got deeper in my thoughts, like, okay, so if I could do something for someone, what would it be? I, I want to show them what I know. I want to, like, people need to know how to be confident. They need to know how to be courageous. Where do you go to school for that? Where do you learn how to fight and like stand up and man up as a small little person? Like I, that's, that's literally what started Team Bully Buster was that little seed of him saying, you need to do something with it. Now, you know what? I've heard your story more than one time, and I'm not kidding you. Every time you talk about your story, I literally, like, get chills. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I was getting chills just hearing it. And one of the things that I really love about you is that the strength, the, the strength that you have in terms of, like, your physical being you know, it's it's obvious. It's evident. Obviously, you worked for that, right? You, it wasn't always there, probably. But there is a, another strength that you carry 
that is just as powerful on the inside of you. And you're so like, you're so chill. You're so like <laughs> humble, you know what I mean? But there is a power that cannot be denied. And that's very rare and it's very unique. And I just want you to know that, I mean, you're very present. I mean, you're just so inspiring girl like for real you're so inspiring you. <laughs> <laughs> you. but so there may be somebody listening who's kind of like on this acting road we'll get back to bully buster but i just want to ask a question yeah, about this real quick because you talked about how like you know after the incident you were in high school you coincidentally or divinely landed into into acting so how did you move forward into acting from there like once you finished high school how did you know to stick with it so when I was in high school, did the plays. Um, so I went there for 11th and 12th grade. So I stayed in the drama department. I loved it. I was fully just invested. And um, my dad was, I moved with my dad when I, when I switched school districts. So my father um, was head of marketing for Blue Cross and an old actor from back in the day. So he helped me with everything. And um, when I told him, this is something I really want to do. Like, I'm very happy doing this. He was like, let's go get some headshots. So we took headshots in the park. He took them, we printed them. Um, then um, an independent director came uh, doing a casting. He was looking for people to be in his movie. And so I auditioned. I was like, Poppy, this director came to our drama school and blah, blah, blah. And so um, I auditioned, I booked it. That was my first independent film. And then I went to PSA, Professional School for the Arts in Torrance. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is, I, I submerged myself in it. And then I just started going to different schools, Aaron Spies, or like, I just started training and was like, this is what I want to do. So um, then I got an agent, started booking commercials and more independent films, but commercials was for some reason just hit. And so I just kept going with that. And that's literally how, how I got into it. Okay. Okay. Now, at what point did you, um, cause you've had the gym for how long now? Five years. Oh my gosh. Has it been five years? Yes. Why is time moving so quickly? I don't know. <laughs> 2020 literally like paused life for some people. I don't know. <sighs> Wow. Okay. So my yeah. question, this is the question that's coming up for me is at what point did you transition into wanting to do something, you know, in terms of a big, cause this is a big deal. Like starting a, you know what I mean? It's not like a little thing. It's not like, Oh, well I'm primarily an actress, but let me just do this little thing. It's like, no, right. I'm an actress, but I'm also going to do this big thing too. That's going to yeah. have, you know, profound effect. At what point did the light come on and you're like, you know what, this is something I want to do also. Wonderful question. And um, I've never been asked that. And it's a good story. So I was t doing jujitsu, um, competing, winning, killing the game. And I um, was friends with these two girls at my jujitsu school. And we started teaching self-defense on weekends and um, like doing self-defense seminars, but it was very jujitsu based. Mm -hmm. I was already training Muay Thai, already boxing and was already a pro wrestler. So for me, there was just more than jujitsu when it came to self-defense. And the, the girls that I was friends with wanted to just keep it jujitsu based kind of to like recruit girls to come to the school. And for me, it was bigger than that. I was like, I, I don't care about the school. Like, I don't, <laughs> I want these women to just know what to do, whether they, I never see them again. Like, I just 
need them to know that they have a power and that they can protect themselves. And so we weren't necessarily like-minded or aligned. And when it came to like the financials, they were like, you know, I, we, we don't want to split this three ways. I was like, girls, you guys can keep the money. I don't even want a penny. I just want to help. Like, I just want to show women what to do because I was a girl who didn't know what to do. And there's so many of us. Mm -hmm. And so um, we split ways and I was really hurt. I, I was crushed. I, um, I was sad that what I really wanted to do couldn't be done and I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend at the time, but now my fiance. <laughs> um, Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, he owns a gym in Inglewood. So he was like, hey, babe, like he saw how broken I was and hurt. And like our friendship was um, strained and every like it was yeah. just it sucked. And so he was like, why don't you teach at my gym? Like, just start your own class. And I was like, whoa, really? And he was like, yeah, like. You know, I mean, we could just do it on a Sunday. We don't have classes on Sundays. We're closed. Like, do your own class. And I was like, okay. He was like, how much do you want to charge? I'll start making posts and, and you know, uh, advertising to the area because I live in Studio City. That's Inglewood. I don't know anyone out there. So they would have to be people he knew. And I was like, I don't want to charge anything. Like, I just want them to come. Like, just come and learn what to do if someone tries to choke you, rape you, molest you, grab you, steal your purse, do something like just come. Yeah. And so I did that. And when he was watching me and my mom came, my brother came, like we would just go to lunch and I'd be like, oh, just meet me at this gym. We'll go after. But if they came early, they'd end up watching and they were just like, damn, you're really good at this. Like you, you like, as we're watching, we're like, we want to learn. And everyone was <laughs> like, damn, you're really good at this. And so my fiance said, why don't you like do this? This is, you're really good at this. And I was like, I want to do it. And he was like, well, then do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's that mean? <laughs> and so, um, and then uh, divinely, <laughs> a friend reached out to me that was opening up his own gym, like a giant gym. And um, with like different elements, a basketball court, a martial arts area, a cardio area, spinning area, a pool, like just big. And he was like, I see all your posts about training women to learn how to protect themselves, would you like a room in my gym? And I was like, ah, yes, I would love that. What do we do? And he was like, okay, let's have a meeting. I just had a meeting with the investors. And so it was his deal and he had his investors. Whatever happened, so we we started building out the room, the electric, the, the painting, everything. I put in about $8,500 of my own money mm -hmm. and then everything fell apart with him and those investors. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> that seemed like that was going to be so cool. I didn't have to like, you know, do it on my own, I guess. Like, yeah, intimidating and scary, especially if you've never done it. Mm -hmm. And so the seed never left. Mm -hmm. The dream never fizzled away. It was, it never, it was so present. And then um, one day I was driving down my street and I saw there was an art school that was no longer there. It was empty and it had a four lease sign. And I was like, I wonder if that could be a gym. <laughs> so I like got out and I like went and looked and I called my boyfriend and I was like, hey, babe, there's a there's like an open space. And he's like, OK, I'll come check it out. And so I met him there when he got off work and we looked at it and we prayed. We held hands. We're like, if it's meant to be, you know, we'll call the number and go from there. Um, had a meeting with the owner and he was like, you know, have you ever owned a business before? And I was like, no, <laughs> but, I, but I'm really like, I don't, I don't lose. Like I won't, I'm not going to give up. Like I'm going to win. So just 
bank on me, like, please. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I like you. So he was like, you can have it. It's going to be this much, blah, 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 that, that, that. And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, where does the money come from, babe? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, we got to, we got to build it out. We got to get this, we got to get that. And we'll make the list. And that's literally how it started. And little by little, I, you know, I, it, it didn't look how I wanted it to look like my dream yet, but in as savings and as members came, I was able to now it's like exactly what I want. But um, I, that's literally how it started. Wow. Yeah. So many encouraging things about that story. <laughs> but the thing, the main thing that's like ringing loud in my heart, in my ear right now is the fact that really, I mean, you were led with your heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you did not, I think you said this a couple of times, like, I don't know. What do I do? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have like some, some methodical, like point by point, every step, every, you know what I mean? But yeah. you knew what was on your heart. Your heart was in the right place and you yeah. just kept moving in that direction. And then things kind of fell into place. Correct. So, um, all I knew is that I couldn't let God down and I knew God wouldn't have let that seed root if it wasn't meant to be. So being that I have a strong relationship, I was just like, okay, let's go. Let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's now five years later. Yeah. And 150 members later, 150, 150 members later. later. Oh my gosh. And so now you can actually add that. That's another hat you that you're now wearing. I'm a owner and a you know, <laughs> yeah. Successful. Successful, successful business owner because there's a difference right? the pandemic what yeah how many gyms i know closed and like <sighs> shout out to you. <laughs> thank you shout out to god thank you <laughs> yes shout out to god and shout out to you for thank listening you. and all thank of that you. good stuff <laughs> um oh my goodness okay so where do i want to go from here um, because I kind of want to talk a little bit more about sure. just the story, right? Because it's kind of like the propelling place of like all of these things. I mean, it was very unexpected in terms of you being beat up and having suffered through, you know, I mean, you didn't expect that at all came out of nowhere. So where do you, where did the, um, and I'm going to guess from maybe your parents, but where did the will to want to move on and to keep going through that experience? Where did, where did that come from? Great question. I would, I would have to say, that's a really great question. Where did the will come from? I don't know, honestly. I, I mean, yeah. I guess just the influence of my parents, my mom, definitely. Um, and I don't know. I, I suppressed it for so long that I don't know it was there to even overcome until I really realized how, this is going to sound bad, but until I realized how fucked up I was from it. Mm -hmm. um, when I couldn't even sit in a movie theater because there were people behind me and it was dark and like, I would have an anxiety attack and I would be so scared yeah. when I would go to church and like, we're supposed to be praising and worshiping. And I'm just like, who's going to do something to me? Like what's happening? Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't like my anxiety and the anxiousness and my throat and my heart and my hands. Like I just hated that feeling. 
-hmm. and was like, how do you get, like, what do I do? How the fuck do I get over this? And it started with going to therapy and talking about it. Um, and then that was cool. That did a lot. Then I, um, kind of found myself in, in another type of situation where I didn't know what to do again in an abusive relationship. And I, was just like, this can't be real. Like I, again, I'm not standing up for myself, but I know how to, but why am I not? Mm -hmm. And so I just hit rock bottom in my life and got a life coach and just dug deep. It was like five weeks of just intense mental going through it and, and unwiring and getting into it. But I really wanted to, I didn't want to just be like, this is my life. This is what happened. Like, no, fuck, take a charge of it. If this shit happened to me, let's look at it. Let's analyze it, figure it out and then overcome it. And so I just, I did it. And I, I, I put in the work and then, um, I just was really getting at the same time. It was like a huge transformation as I was becoming a martial artist and a pro wrestler and how empowering, knowing that like I'm five, three, 115 pounds, but I'm not scared of anything or anybody anymore. And that feeling is priceless. And when I felt that I was just like, yo, this is it. Like, I got to feel this way forever. And then I want everyone else to feel this way. How do we do that? That's mm, I guess my that answer. Fearlessness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So the first, so now we're kind of in a society or a culture where therapy, um, counseling, like all of those things, right? They're, they're very acceptable where there was a point in time where it was like, Ooh, no, you don't want to yeah. tell anybody like, keep that, keep that in the closet, right? therapy or out of life. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you because at the first point when you went to therapy, right, you were in high school. Um, after, after it happened mm -hmm. also in my life, my, my parents were going through a divorce. My mom was hit by a car. So there was mm. no time for like, Kita to focus on overcoming what had just happened. It was like life is happening and there's no time for that. Yeah. So when I looked up and realized how affected I was, I was like, ooh, okay, we need to do something. Okay. And then you went back again, it's like a second round and yeah. you were even more prepared and Correct. that was on your own. Like it wasn't like somebody saying, you need this. You realize, Correct. no, I need this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wowzers. Yeah. <sighs> it was the mental health part for me when I uh, realized I started marking on my calendar, like if I was happy or not happy that day. And there were so many not happy days. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's, what, what? Get in it, Kita. Like what you, you, this, this ain't it. Like this, this can't be it. Yeah. Um, and so when I realized I was depressed and suffering, I needed to just grab it and fix it. So I did. Now you grew up in the L in the LA area, right? Yeah. In, in the valley but yes Los Angeles. okay born and raised california yes okay okay um and i'm asking that because <laughs> woo -woo! <laughs> well i'm west coast i can't say born and raised cali but um i mean i came here when i was 13 so no. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i get a pass i get a pass okay. but um the reason i'm asking that is because so the the incident happened when you were in high school but prior to that right being of like mixed nationality like or whatever black and my mom is guatemalan okay um you know did you have did you preceding that did you have any sort of like self-identity type stuff going on already before that even happened or were you just totally cool with who you were i was cool with who i was i didn't really fit in but i had friends 
Mm-hmm. Um, I never really fit in with anyone. So mm-hmm. that was just normal, a natural feeling, but no one like disliked me yet. I wasn't faced with that. I was still very happy and just naive and just a little mixed kid and didn't really even know that I was mixed or different until high school. Then I was like, oh, I'm something, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's when it, when I realized I was different. Okay. When it comes to acting and the wrestling and all of the different things that you do, how much of your ethnic makeup plays into, I guess, what you're able to accomplish, do? Like, how much is that of a factor? It's such a factor. Like, being ethnically ambiguous, being half black, being of black descent is like, the, I'm so proud. Like, I'm so proud of who I am. I love who I am. But man, I remember when I did it and what a, a day and night thing, but it plays a huge role. I'm, I'm so proud of my, my heritage and my ethnicity. For so, so for someone that might be struggling with that right now, yeah. they don't feel very confident in whatever their makeup is. Um, what would you, what would you say to them to get to a place where they could really be where they could be able to see the value and like just who they are, who they were created to be. I think um, finding like for me being a superhero, it was like uh, finding my superpower was that I'm different and that uh, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. And it's okay that I don't look like anyone else. And um, I had to find things about me that I loved and I had to focus on those things, I think. So my advice would be find something about you, even if it's like that little mole, like mm-hmm. I love that about me. You know what I mean? Like just start finding things that you love about yourself and focus on them and and like find more things and keep looking for things. I, I had to, and it worked. And, um, and, and I started to positively talk to myself. You're awesome. You're fucking great. Like there's nothing <laughs> wrong with you. Like so the self-talk and the self-love for me was a huge part of, of becoming who I am now. Yes. I love <laughs> it. Love, love, love. Okay. So speaking of being a superhero, tell us about that. How long have you been, you know, the character, what is your character's yeah. name? Or you just go by Kita Rush? Yeah. Yeah, Kita Rush, the bully buster. Um, So I have been part of the WOW superhero cast for 10 plus years now. Um, And that too, completely (laughs) coincidentally slash divine, Uh um, went on an audition for that show Heroes was not the show Heroes. <laughs> it was WOW Superheroes, mm. which is a pro wrestling show. And um, we were on Access TV. Now we're on CBS, Viacom. And um, uh, I went to the audition, watched these women pro wrestling. I had grown up watching WWE and Glow with my brother on Saturday mornings, but never like thought that was something I could do. And so when I was watching the girls audition, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good there. <laughs> fucking each other up in there <laughs> like I want no part of that I still had, I wasn't a martial artist yet never did a contact sport I did track gymnastics and basketball like we don't there's no touching in that you know what I mean <laughs> have no a shoulder bump here or there but um but uh so I I ended up watching the audition process and was like yeah no I'm good but at the end there was one girl who got in the ring she was so, tiny like me super skinny and picked up a girl that was big and like suplexed her what? and then she picked her again and slammed her and I was like 
she do that? Hold on. That's pretty cool. That was dope. How did she do that? So I, um, I took the waiver home and I was like, I'm interested. You know, I talked to my dad about it. He was like, you should do it. This could be something that can help you overcome everything that you've gone through. And I was like, maybe whatever, you know, like still like not all the way sure, very intimidated and um, did the whole audition process. It was like three months, five or six days a week, five hours a day of just like gruel training. Oh my God, to be a pro wrestler and to be a superhero on this television show that was shooting in four or five months. And I made the cut. They kept um, out of the 200 girls, I think they kept 14 and I was one of the 14. And I've been on the cast ever since. And yeah, it's it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Because also since then, I've become a martial artist. So now that's incorporated in my character. I have Team Bully Buster. So now I'm the Bully Buster. I'm, you know, it's it's like I get to be me in every aspect of my life in some way or another, which is pretty dope. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. It's like yeah. all the pieces are just kind of fitting around the center like I'm watching the puzzle of my life and then a piece goes and I'm like and another piece goes and I'm like this is so cool like it's all coming together and it's like when you believe it will it will but if you don't believe it will it won't yeah believe it will and then give it time you know what I mean because you've been at this you've been at this for a while I mean you don't look like you're over 21 but yay (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean like just let time you know, the things happen as they should. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit. Okay. Cause I imagine that you have to retell, not have to, but you have the opportunity to retell that particular part of your story all the time because it is so powerful, but that's not the only part of your story. And I know that as time has gone on, there have been other things that have happened to you or around you or in your life that have, I mean, that shook you, right? There've been other things that have shaken you to a point where it could have been maybe a little debilitating, you know, in terms of your artistry, your creativity, wanting to give up. Can you share anything that's kind of recent or, you know, that you could be vulnerable about and how you, how you, you know, continue to be like, you know what, I'm gonna get through this too. Definitely. I would say um, there's a there's there's a handful of big monumental things that I definitely overcame and like look back and I'm like, dang, thank God that you did that. So one, I was in a relationship where the guy just did not believe in like artistry. He was like, what is that called when you're like an A A type person? Like you have a mm-hmm. nine to five, like those type of people. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. there's like the creative people, which is me that I don't fit in the A thing. But I'm also business minded. I went to college. Like I have a degree and, you know, like I'm smart too. I'm not just like whimsical creativity girl, but um, he just was like, how do you want to be an actor? That makes no sense. Like you have a degree, go get a job, like work for a cool marketing company. And I was like, no, <laughs> and just hearing that was just like, man, I, I had to separate myself from that. And I was really happy that I did because that was not good for you to be around if you're a creative with someone who doesn't necessarily appreciate that element of you. That was really huge walking away from that. Then I looked up and I was in an abusive relationship and now I'm also a fighter and I'm already a superhero. I don't have the gym yet. Um, and wasn't 
teaching self-defense yet, but I personally was fighting Mm -hmm. and, but he was an MMA fighter. So when I looked up and I was in that situation, I was just like, Whoa, what the fuck did you just do with your life? Like get away from him. But then it was like, I I couldn't. And I will say this to anyone listening pre that relationship, I was very passionate about helping children and didn't really have a thing for women. It just wasn't like a, anything I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and if I would have heard or met or spoke to a woman who said she was in an abusive relationship, I would have been like, get out, <laughs> lock your phone and don't talk to him ever again. Lock your door. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. It did not make sense to me at all because I had no empathy or place to be empathetic from or compassionate from. Um, And then I was in that situation and I was like, I see you. (laughs) I I needed to go through something um, that shook me up and made me understand that other element. If I'm going to be in this, and I'm going to help people. I can't just be like, I'm only going to help that type of person, a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, what if that mom is with some, the, the mom of that little kid is in something. How do I help yeah. her? And so I looked up and I was just like, yo, I, I was, I was again, suicidal. I wanted to, I tried killing myself from this really. I was like, I'd rather just die than try to walk away from him or get away or do mm-hmm. anything. I like, I'd rather just die. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't an option either. And I wasn't successful at it, but I was so broken and just so unhappy. And so I um, just started leaning really hard on God and just started watching, um, uh, what is it? Church. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't even leave my house at that time. I was, I was just so depressed and broken and disappointed and shameful of the situation I was in and no one else knew. And then who else, who I already was. And that when I finally got out of that, that's when I like delved into getting a life coach and was like, okay, we need to fix this. This cannot ever happen again. My parents were so disappointed when I had to call and ask for help for my mom to like come and she helped move me. She showed up with movers. She was like, you know, like he was at training and it was like, get her out. It was, it was a big production and it was scary. And I, I made a pact to God. I was like, I'm so sorry that I put myself in that situation, but I promise that I will help any and every woman that I ever meet. If you help me get out of this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was able to get out of that situation and, and get away from him. And, and it wasn't a big, de- it's not like I had to go get a restraining. It's it, it, it was gone. Yeah. And I was just so grateful, but I knew that I had made that pack with God. And so at that point I was like, team bully buster needs to be for women too. And that's honestly where that, that passion came from. I was like, yo, I, I just looked up and I'm in an abusive relationship. What the fuck? This is not okay. And like, now I get it and I understand how it feels like you can't get out. And I, I would have not been able to relate to any woman had I not gone through that. So overcoming that relationship as well. Um, also still pro- processing, I'm still progressing after the situation with my girlfriends kind of dissipated mm-hmm. and still going forward. That was like the spark to open the gym. So I think I use like those three things to just propel me into the next thing and shoot me into the next thing and just launch me into the next thing because 
those places were so dark for me that I just knew I had to shoot out of them. And so I, I would say using that, those bad things that happen to you, like finding the good in them is everything. And that's something I got really good at because there's so much bad that happens every day, but we gotta, we gotta look for the good, find it, fucking rip it open and look for it. It's not going to just be right there, but if you can just get in, you'll find something good. And so for me, the good in all of those was a, I'm compassionate and empathetic towards women. I have such a big passion on empowering women and children. I'm like now part of like women things and empowerment groups, like things I never even cared about. I'm like, oh my God, I'm pro woman, women empowerment. <laughs> before I was like, I don't care about women. I just want the kids. Uh, but now like it's, it's like full circle. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all the things that I've gone through because they've just made me better and stronger. Mm-hmm. Hearing you talk about God and your your relationship with God, you know, it just comes out. It's it just seems so natural. Like you don't even have to really work for it. No, I don't. Um, and I want to bring attention to that because it's another very important piece in terms of the internal, right? And so I guess I want to ask you: Have you always had that, or d- oh, at man. what point in time in your life did yeah. you move into that space of having a more natural relationship with God? Great question, Melissa. <laughs> Thank you for asking me questions that aren't the same, but tell us your story of how you got bullied. Um, so um, I grew up Catholic, mm. did my first communion, confirmation, blah, 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 did all that. Never had an actual, like, I don't even know what I did. Stand up, kneel down, stand up, kneel down, stand up, kneel down. And then it's like, timer, is this over yet? I'm falling asleep. My mom's pinching me. I'm like, she's pinching me. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm awake. Yeah, no, I'm looking over there. Um, and so I just had no, it was just what we did. I had no actual, uh, personal attachment to it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then when my parents got a divorce, the divorce process, then my mom got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Then I got bullied and beat up. And then my brother was on trial for attempted murder. He had gotten in a, he, he lived with my dad in, in Redondo beach and they went to a party in Torrance and a bunch of the baseball players on that baseball team jumped a couple of the black guys at the party. Oh wow! My brother always carries a knife. So he mm-hmm. pulled out his knife and was using his knife. And yeah. he got attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the baseball players, I guess the main baseball player got his lung got punctured. So they tried to like sue and, and say it was like attempted murder, but the case got dropped. The judge was like, no, that's not what happened. So, yeah. but we went through all of that. So those four things made me be like, if there was a God that I was going to, I'm good. Like there's no God. <sighs> how the hell do you go? Why, if there's a God, why would my parents split up? Why would I get beat up? My mom's hanging on to life. She was in a coma for 39 days. When she came out, she was schizophrenic, bipolar, just mm. it was. And then Javon, like then my brother, that situation, I was like, if there's someone up there, I don't even want to know him because that's, this is not good. I rather just, I got this on my own. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, fuck God, honestly, like I, I wanted nothing to do with that scenario called God, because how does this, if there's someone great up there, how is this happening to me? And so I was like, I'm atheist, like legit was like, I don't believe in God. Maybe there's a higher power. 
my mom, oh my gosh, she was so broken. <laughs> oh, she was so hurt when I was like, nope, not going to church on Christmas. Nope, not doing that. Nope, <laughs> no, nope, I'm good. I'll see you guys after. Like, I literally wanted no part of it. it. It left such a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know. I guess I just blamed him. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> years passed. That's where I lived. No relationship with God. And then a girl I was friends with at work was like, you want to come to church with me? And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> She's like, it's really fun. And then we can go eat after. And like, there's a coffee shop and it's fun. And I was like, church is fun. And like, all, all I did was stand up and kneel down. She's like, no, it's like non-denominational Christian. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I only know Catholic. I didn't even know what non-denominational meant. And so um, I went with her and it was so weird to me. There was like flashing lights and smoke and a band and people were like <laughs> waving their hands. And I was like, <laughs> where am I right now? And I just sat down. I was like, I'm not standing up. I'm not putting my hands up. Like, what are they saying? I'm not singing these words. So that was like a whole (laughs) other thing, but it was so weird and interesting that I went back with her and it was a Wednesday Bible study church. And so, um, it was Oasis. I don't know. know Yeah. I've been Oasis. So, um, so I kept going and, uh, and then that was, that was like my, 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 steps into Christianity. And I was like, this is, this is so much different. Like I'm, he's teaching and I'm learning and I'm like, Oh wait, wow. That really said that in the Bible. And then he would like reference something else. And I'm like, Oh, let me go see. Does that really, that really says that. And so that was like the inception into that world for me. Um, but then that was so long ago and like time passed, life happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but not until I was in that relationship where I was abused, getting abused, mm-hmm. did um I really, really start watching Joel Olstein and like needing it and wanting it to feed my soul. I was like, if you're out there, okay. <laughs> <laughs> show me that you're here. Like if you really are there, mm-hmm. show me because I'm now this age and like all this has happened. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Yeah. And if you are there and you can help me out of this, show up, please. Mm. I'm begging you. Yeah, yeah. And he really did. <sighs> and he really did. And um, <clears throat> I remember I hadn't showered or, or done. I, had, I was laying in my dog's beds with my dogs mm-hmm. for like three days. I was, I, I had tried killing myself. It didn't work. I, I was just, I was writing the letters of like what goes to who. And I was just like, man, this is terrible. And I got a phone call to one of my friends was like, I feel like I needed to tell you, like, you should go watch Joel Osteen. I'm going to send you the link. And I was like, who's that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I clicked the link and I was just laying in the, my dog's beds watching it. And then it just started to like feed my soul. And then I watched 10 in that day for 10 wow. hours. I literally watched 10. And uh, each day I just kept watching them. And I was like, okay. And, and that's literally what helped. And then I, you know, I made that pact with God. If you help me out of this, I, I won't ever turn my back. Like, please just help me. Like, I got to get through this. And he showed up. So that's my faith is came from him showing up for me and, uh, and, and me asking for help. And he did. Oh, girl, thank, thank you for sharing that. You <laughs> know, welcome. thank you for sharing that story. Um, Wow. 
Wow. Like, I mean, there's so many layers. There's so many layers to your story. You know what I mean? And God's he's going to continue to show up for you in big ways. I mean, I can't wait to see, you know, it's like it's good right now for you. But it's like I can't wait to see the even gooder because I know it's coming, you know. Yeah. So thank you, girl. Thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) I I hope whoever's listening is just inspired to keep going, man. Like, just please keep going. Like, don't give up. Like, you can't fail if you don't give up. Yeah. The end. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, gosh, we're going to have to start wrapping up. <laughs> but uh, shoot, is there anything that you want us to know about in terms of like things that you have coming up, like projects we should like look out for or watch? Um, I mean, yeah. Wow. Superheroes. We just signed to CBS Viacom. So um season two we start shooting in may here in los angeles so that's going to be really awesome if there's people who want to come to a show or whatever reach out to me i'll make sure you guys get tickets or tell you how to get them or whatever um but that's that's exciting so we started training this monday and uh that's going to be very fun sweet and so where can they go to you you have a website you have a personal website for acting and all that good stuff or i just have my i don't i don't have a website I'm okay. here. Here okay. I am. Um, but yeah, so uh, my my gym's information is Team yes. Bully Buster. That's the name of it. This, the social media is Team Bully Buster. And then all my stuff is the pretty flower. My name, Kita, means pretty flower. So that's all my social media stuff. Kita, the pretty flower. <laughs> okay, and people can, you're still taking on new students, right? Yeah. So if people wants to sign, they want to sign up, they want to. Yeah. Check Our out adult classes um, are at day in the morning and at night. And then the kids start at, we start at age four. Um, so we have four-year-olds learning jujitsu, Muay Thai, boxing and wrestling and all the way up to like 99. So bring it. If you want to learn how cool you really are, come learn. Like I'll show you how cool you really are. Cause I didn't know how cool I really was until I was shown and now I'm like, I am so fucking cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really cool to like know that you're cool and that you you have weapons. Like, we have weapons on our body. Yeah. And it's really great and empowering to know how to use them just in case. It's like swimming. You know, you don't put your children in swimming to be Olympic swimmers. I want you to go all the way. But you're like, I, I'm doing this because I don't want you to drown. Right. I want you to know how to swim. Mm-hmm. To me, it's the same mentality when it comes to learning how to protect yourself in self-defense it's just in case it's not don't don't bring your kid because you're like what well, i'm gonna be a fighter i mean yeah we have a fight team too but outside of that like sign your children up because you want to give them the gift of self-empowerment and love and courage and confidence mm-hmm. and that will happen through what we do at team bully Buster. Uh, kita <laughs> you are such a natural you make everything look effortless okay (laughs) i have really appreciated and loved having you as um our guest okay and i feel honored for real i feel honored to know you and to have worked with you and you know we'll have to do a follow-up in person i gotta get over there yeah you have to come please please like (laughs) come learn like four or five things that'll just make you unrapeable, make you just be on point. That way, even if when you're hanging out with your girlfriends, you can show them. And the more women, the more people that know how to protect themselves, especially right now with the smash and grabs and people, you know, bumping your car and you get out to exchange information and then they jack you. Like Mm -hmm. there's just so much going on that like we 
as humans need to be on point, but especially women and especially children, we just need to know what to do. Yeah. And like, I'm the girl that'll show you and you'll feel good and it won't be scary. And like my gym is so cute and so clean and so great. It doesn't smell like feet. It's not like a nasty dojo. <laughs> like, I, I made it exactly what I wanted. You know, I've got, I've had to travel everywhere. Jiu-jitsu's over here. Muay Thai's here. Wrestling's here. Boxing's over here. Strength and conditioning's over there. So I just made it all in one place, super simple. And you can just come get empowered, learn how dope you really can be. <laughs> all right awesome awesome well you guys we're gonna wrap it up you have been uh listening to kita she's been our featured artist you can watch her on screen you can see her in the gym so many amazing things that she has done is doing and will continue to do but thanks for tuning in this has been for the artists a podcast brought to you by creative and projects and i've been your host melissa sheree until next week y'all you already know know what we want you to do and that is keep creating from the inside out.